0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's a new day! Yes, it is! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... To Wild and Crazy guys. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Hogan
1: for the win. To consistently put players in position to succeed. The most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogan. I don't think that this is a, bit, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. And from the athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Fluce? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are the
2: Adams, Hogan Johns.
1: What's up? Welcome in, Hogue and Johns with you as we get ready for the last preseason game, the third and final preseason. It's a dress rehearsal, Adam. Mm -hmm. A dress rehearsal. Do you
2: know the last time that we've covered a Bears dress rehearsal in the preseason? Like what
1: you're referring to as where the starters actually play?
2: Yes, an entire half or close to an entire first half, sometimes into the second quarter.
1: Um, I'm going to go with in the John Fox era. Yes. So 2017. Okay.
2: August 27th, 2017 in Nashville against the Titans. Cam Meredith got hurt in that game. That is the the biggest, well, most unfortunate part of that game. Uh, Mike Glennon threw for 134 yards and a touchdown. Derrick Henry was stopped. Nine carries, 24 yards. Of course, Cam Meredith Hurt. And then we had Mitch Trubisky's bomb, too. We talked about this on the podcast the other day.
1: Was it Trey Cohen?
2: No, 45-yard bomb down the left sideline to dive in receiver. Ben, Bron- ben Broniker? No.
1: It was still a receiver?
2: In the, still in the league.
1: You looked up his stats. Uh, I looked up his st- oh, Oh, uh, Anthony Miller? No, geez, no. man. No, that's a, Who is it? Tanner Gentry. Oh, yeah. See, that's how much I care about that. <laughs> we literally did talk about that like three days ago. <laughs> yes, we did. and I've looked already, up the stats. <laughs> well, I keep trying to get Tanner Gentry out of my head, and you and Kevin just keep cramming it back into my brain. Naming awards after him. Let me live in peace.
2: But that was the last dress rehearsal. That we covered. Then Matt Nagy came in after that, and we all know we hated the preseason.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, he, he, No, don't care. Yeah. Matt Nagy did that not care him. about yeah. the preseason. Yeah. Uh, welcome man. Here we go. Hopefully, no Cam Meredith injuries Saturday night, because I do think these guys need to play, and it makes sense. But follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Um, of course, we're actually. So here's the deal: we're gonna what are we gonna do? Like come back Monday, Tuesday with well, a we won't have our, our, Saturday night our
2: game week, our regular season game week. Although no, this is uh, kind of just a without the
1: fourth preseason game, just kind of yeah. another week. So probably
2: Tuesday, Tuesday and
1: Thursday. Yeah, and I apologize for that. Um, it's mainly on me. I I have a very important wedding Saturday night. Um with my cousin who stood up at my wedding and so um sorry preseason game. And you have a football you, you, game Friday, right? I do We up. Yep, we start tomorrow night. Carmel versus Antioch. Should be a good one. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I am nervously excited. I love it. It's yes. It's uh it's a big one. So Looks
2: like a cool night too, seventy degrees. It's It's funny how I was looking
1: at the forecast too. Like even next week, it goes back into the 80s, and then like once you get to Friday, it's like something about the weather. It knows it's a high school football night. The same thing happened last year. Like it cooled down that first night, our first game, and all of a sudden it was in like the low 60s by the second half. It's hoodie, hoodie football weather. Love it, and that's the way it should be. Absolutely. Plus, nobody wants to be playing football in 80 degree weather. Uh, As much as I love the heat, yeah. It's fine. Um, we're actually going to sneak in a little high school football talk at the end. But um, first of all, we got to talk about a former Bears offensive coordinator.
2: <laughs> why? And you brought this up. I'm like, why?
1: Well, this is going to be one of those discussions where we're going to talk about What did Ron Turner
2: do? Yeah. Come on, Ron Turner. What's Dow
1: Loggins up to these days? Adam Gase? I think Dow Loggins is a... Last I saw, he was coaching in Arkansas. Back to his alma mater. His alma mater. That was last year, though, so I don't know if he's, I don't know if he got another job. No, this is Mike is Terry March. Shea causing trouble. I don't. That is a guy I definitely don't know what's going on. John Shoup up to no good. <laughs> I'm
2: going Jesus. through names here.
1: Dow Loggins still the tight ends coach at Arkansas. Once the
2: Bears' offensive coordinator, I,
1: I like want to Tom. say they had a good year last year. Dow Loggins turning things around in Arkansas. All right, now, what did Mike, Mike Martz
2: say? What did he do?
1: Oh, he shit all over the Bears. <laughs> he, ranked, he ranked the NFC quarterbacks, and he put Justin Fields last behind Jared Goff, um, which, by the way, if you want to make see, that I'm argument not, I'm right. Not, I'm okay with that. That's yeah, fine. I, I, I probably wouldn't do it, but if you want to make an argument for that, fine. But his whole thing was, um, oh, let's see here.
2: See, I, I what did you I'll say? read go it go to on. you.
1: I'll read it. It's not that it's not very long. Then there's Chicago's Justin Fields. Fields is a guy that makes a lot of mistakes and is not particularly accurate at times. He's not a quick read and react guy, and he's on a horrendous team. But I don't know if I've seen an offense that bad in talent since the zero sixteen Detroit Lions in two thousand eight. They just don't have anybody there. It's a bad football team right now. Um. It's going to be a rough career for Fields there, and I've seen a lot of really good players go to bad teams, and then their career just never takes off, and I think that's what will happen with Fields. It's going to take a long time for them to get talent there. He needs to be on a good football team behind really good players for a couple years to learn how to play the position, but when you put a guy behind a bad offensive line and you have no talent at wide receiver, and you tell him to just go make big plays, he's going to learn bad habits. You start doing stupid stuff just trying to survive. When Steve Young got to Tampa, that happened to him. He goes to San Francisco, and now he's in the Hall of Fame. I'm not comparing fields to Steve, but that's just the situation, the scenario that he's in. Mm. That's pretty much the crux of it. Mike um, Martz
2: almost makes it seem like you need a Hall of Fame quarterback, two Hall of Fame receivers, a Hall of Fame running back, and a Hall of Fame left tackle to make an offense work. <laughs> wow, wow! That I mean, would well, be the greatest show in turf. Yeah, the old well said. Rams.
1: Well said. Um, and here is the other thing: like, look if you want if you want to crap on the Bears' talent, like you are certainly not the first one to do that this offseason. But how can you do that without at least... I'm not surprised he didn't mention Cole Komet. This is the guy that didn't have use for Greg Olson. Speaking of... Is Greg Olson a Hall of Famer? No. You don't think he'll be in the Hall of Fame?
2: Not sure. Not sure where his numbers stack up,
1: but... Okay. I think he deserves consideration. He's a really damn good tight end, though. Mike Martz didn't have use for him. Bye-bye. So I'm not surprised he's got no respect at all for Cole Komet. Um, But to not even mention Darnell Mooney... To say that they have no wide receiver talent, it just shows you you're just not paying attention. If you want to say they have Darnell Mooney and nobody else, okay, fine. But it just shows you you're not paying attention. Then he goes uh, goes on to say they were so bad coaching-wise, the head coach there, Matt Nagy, didn't know what he wanted to do with him. It's a no-win situation, and I feel bad for the kid. He needs to be on a good team where he can back somebody up for a year or two. If he got to someplace like San Francisco, maybe it would work out for him, but I don't see it working out at all in Chicago. Does he know they changed coaches? I don't know. Um, Does he know that they're basically trying to run San Francisco's offense now?
2: <laughs> Probably not.
1: Okay.
2: My initial reaction, this is what I sent. I went to my phone. I sent this to Kevin Do your research. Bain at 5.43 p.m. last night. You know how we all get notifications on our, on our tweet machine, our, our Twitter feed. You know I, I get the Bay, uh, the Bears stuff and uh, Justin Fields stuff like that. So my text to him at five forty three p.m. last night, while I'm out the door taking my son or going to a football meeting, actually is, why is Mike March being talked about on Twitter? <laughs> Calvin's response: No idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get it. It's inflammatory. Like, it's almost to the point where, like, criticism of the Bears, you need to, like, call it out a bit. Like, especially if it's, like, live, right? And you start ripping the Bears for not having talent. Like, okay, they don't have talent. Name me they're starting five offensive linemen right now. Let's see how closely you're actually following along and tell me where they were drafted. Or, you know, tell me how many receiving yards Darnell Mooney had last year. Or how Cole Komet... Like, what would his numbers project as after, you know, doubling production in, in year two? I, that's the stuff I think needs to come into the conversation. Now, with some of the criticism out there, I'm not, and the Bears are open to criticism. Like, if you want to rank Justin Fields as the fourth best quarterback in the division, I'm okay with that. Just look at the numbers. It's yeah. fine with me. That's what the numbers say from last year. 100% okay with that. But at least know that Matt Nagy's not coaching the darn team anymore. <laughs>
1: Know where Matt Nagy is? I saw him on TV last week. Chiefs are. This is how much I care about. Maybe I'm Matt Nagy. I watched almost that entire game, and now I can't even think of who the Chiefs were playing. It's the preseason. Who, who were the Chiefs playing in that game? Wow, like I watched a lot of it. Bills? Um, that sound right? No, I don't think they were playing the Bills. Mark Tresman's face just popped up on my computer. By the way, because <laughs> oh. he also writes for this website, the Thirty Third Team. And I like that website. I don't mean to be shitting on what they with what
2: Mike Martz wrote, but I mean he.
1: Well, no. Here is the thing: you can. I actually like the website too. They do a lot of good stuff. It's all like former players, coaches. That's the uh, GMs. That's the. It's actually a really cool concept, but doesn't mean that.
2: Um, like there, there is one thing I learned long ago. Long ago is. Like you could tell which former players former g m s former coaches who enter the media like do their actual homework, yeah, we have some darn good ones in Chicago who do their homework on the radio on t v but sometimes the the national folks when they come jumping in, you get what you get,
1: you know there's the some unfamiliar area or infamiliary whatever that word is non familiar um uh. Remember when he went on TV? Yeah. He did not do his homework. I'll never forget the first time John Fox was on TV with ESPN that year. And he was actually, they asked him to talk about uh, Vic Fangio and the Bears. And, like, here's a great opportunity to, like, provide some great insight with the guy. Like, you brought him there. You know these players. And he just, like, he gave a John Fox press conference. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think... You know, you know, well done. It'd be well said.
2: So I back to coaching. My thought on that is I would have told the ESPN producer, let's not forget how things ended in Chicago between Vic Fangio and John Fox.
1: Did not see yeah. eye to eye, and I'm
2: putting that lightly.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, by the way, Greg might. Olson, thanks to Kent, Greg Olson, seventh in yards, fifth in receptions, all time for tight ends.
2: Can I what? just go back? Mike oh, Martz, yes. trade that guy. Yes, Greg Olson in consideration for the Hall of Fame. Since you brought up Mike Marts, I went back to those. I looked up to the 2008 Lions. Can you tell me who their quarterbacks were?
1: Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, it's one.
2: Twenty-five year old Dan Orlovsky. Was he the starter or the backup? Um, they had a whole bunch of guys that started. <sighs> I'm trying. They to th- had a 36 year old John Kitna. Okay. And a 31-year-old
1: Dante Culpepper. Oh, my God. I forgot Dante was on that team. Wow. And that Is was the it? year after Mike Martz left. Yes, the year after Mike Martz left.
2: Where a former Bears defensive coordinator was the head coach still.
1: Yeah, Rod Marinelli. Rod Marinelli. And Matt Millen was the uh, GM. I think he got fired midseason. He was fired in week three.
2: So a lot of things factored into that season becoming the them becoming an 0 16 team.
1: Pretty bad. Man, their games like weren't barely even close. Are you looking at it now? Yeah. They had some they had a few close games, but really they were forty-seven to (laughs) ten. Forty-two to seven, <laughs> yeah. Woo! All right, uh, good reminiscing about Detroit. Still entertaining though in hard knocks. Don't know. Read Dan
2: Pompey's story on the Athletic about Dan Campbell.
1: Yeah, I still need to do that. It's on my to-do list. Very good. Very yeah. good. So, I really like him. I mean, he Dan really Pompey, is a good guy. Well, Dan Pompey too. Dan, both Dan's. <laughs> I mean, I know Dan pay a little bit better than Dan Campbell, uh, but Dan Campbell, I just he is the dude. He is the Big Lebowski in football coach form and is very entertaining. That's a great way to put it. He's extremely likable. I know, but I'm just like... You know, would you think the Big Lebowski could coach football?
2: I think he can. I think he can motivate. I just think they need better players. Well, they
1: do, but... I don't know. There's something that's still...
2: See, I think they'll play hard for Dan Campbell. I do, too. They just need talent.
1: I I I worry, though, how much... I, I worry about two things. I worry about... You can play hard, but still make mistakes because you're not fundamentally sound. Or um, you take it over the edge. You have penalties. That's why I want like the theme right now in Hard Knocks is how they're still making mistakes. Like David Blau, who obviously shouldn't be playing football for them in the regular season, but he dropped a snap in the first preseason game right at the end when they're trying to win. You know they're still kicking themselves in the foot. You have to. Well, they're get shooting over, themselves like in the you, foot. Like I, I, you kick yourself in the
2: foot. I don't think it's the right reference there. I put it this way: you have to stop being the Lions in order to win some games. Right. We always say the Lions are the Lions. Yes. That would be an example of the Lions being the Lions. Yeah. Now, the Bears being the Bears are just maybe a notch above that, given our experience. But I like where things are headed with Matt
1: I really do. I just sometimes worry, like, there's too much rah-rah there. You know, uh, actually, I'm going to give Dan Bernstein credit because I heard him say this on the radio y- yesterday, and I think I agree with it. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe Dan Campbell's the guy. I think, by the way, I think Dan Campbell's going to get them to kind of where they were more under Jim Caldwell, where they were like 9-7, and seven, you know, in the mix. Confident Certainly not awful. Team. But but Bernstein said this, and I agree with it. It's like you can't be on 11 all the time. Like, you, you know, Matt Iberfuss is preaching a lot of the same stuff. Hustle, run, physical, which is something I want to talk about uh, Tuesday's practice in a second. But Matt's still like relatively even keeled. Well, you you could be on 11 if you drink that much coffee. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm just like. At some point when you're on 11 all the time and then you start losing games, it's hard to keep that up. It's hard to have the players still buy in the whole time. I think that's going to be the struggle there. He said, uh, Bernstein said too. He's like, you know, that's you, that's like you should have an assistant coach on your team that's like that, not the head coach. And then he's like, that's like your tight ends coach. I And I'm in my car driving, listening. I'm like, he was a tight ends coach. Like yeah. that's where
2: he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so. See, like my counter argument to that is we saw that with the Bears where Mark Trestman wasn't that guy, where Joe Camillus was the the fire and brimstone right hand man, right? The assistant head coach to Mark Tresman.
1: Yeah, but Tresman was at like a one. Like you got to be somewhere in the middle.
2: Yeah, I know, I get it. But he's the one who has to hold the team accountable. At the end of the day, there's the head coach and everybody
1: else. It's still his team. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, hey, look, I'm I'm here for it. I I find it entertaining. The Lions are way more entertaining than they were under Matt Patricia, and I think those games are going to be are gonna be fun so um we'll see. i have a trustman uh bite here ah eh, it's too long Nah, how long i don't know here let's see if it i think this will work it's a Potsy asking trustman a question
0: you've got some unknowns here huh? Do you have to be more patient? Can you not be as patient? I mean,
3: how, 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 how difficult is that? I, I can't uh, I create a hypothetical on how I'm going to feel. I can't, I can't do that. I mean, I just, I, can't, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I'm just, I know how I feel right now. I feel real good. You know, I'm excited about the game. You know, I, I don't know how I'm going to feel on, on Monday when the game's over. I'm going to have a multiple, a, a lot of but fear. I guess if you said a certain state. I mean, this this is just, fo- this, but it's just football. You know, we have expectations that we're going to play very well, and here's why. We work hard at it. We prepare hard at it. Now we can get into all the hypotheticals Well, we don't have a lot of experience. We haven't played together. This is a new team. We can do all that, but 31 other teams are saying the same thing. They all are. Everybody's saying the same thing. So that's why it's exciting, isn't it? Because we don't really know. You know, we know we got a talented team. I think we all see that. We got talented players. Phil's done a great job of bringing in some young players. He's done a great job of bringing in some free agents. You know, just look across the board defensively, what we've done there. Uh, there's no doubt we have a talented team. Uh, this team likes each other. Um, but we got to play the games now. And uh, as we continue to work through the first month, we'll get a we'll get a good look. And you'll get an honest evaluation with content on, on where we are at the present time. and. And I mean that respectfully. You know that. I just I just can't comment on on how I'm going to feel on on Monday. You know? And Yeah, could throw other question? <laughs> 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 Objection sustained. Next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. The memory is number 1. Okay, to to my point, I don't know why that is labeled in my computer as tressman fired up. So that's kind of to my point. Like that was him being fired up, you know. You gotta, you got. I guess my point is like, coaches need to be able to go, you know, find the right moments to get up to eleven. You can't just be there all the time. You also can't be at one all the time. Like, you gotta know when to push the right buttons. That's part of being a head coach. So, I don't know why this just turned into like a reminiscing over former Bears coaches segment,
0: but play callers. That's that's what happened.
2: LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
1: What do we need to learn Saturday night? That's kind of how I want to approach this. Like, what what matters? Yes, the starters are going to play, but what's left to be determined? That needs to be in, in terms out? of like roster spots, roster spots. Okay, um, like who can do what? I mean, is there anything that you're really going to pull out of this game with Justin Fields that's going to matter? Well, you want to experience
2: some success, some type of rhythm. Um. I think it starts at, a, at like a personal level. Like Roquan Smith needs snaps. David Montgomery needs snaps. How much they get? I don't know. They strike me as the first players that would be removed from the game if Matty Bafu's soft fit. Like they are probably on a snap count. They're not getting the twenty-five snaps. They're probably out there for a series each. Too valuable. Too much ramping up still to do for Roquan Smith. But they need live game experience. They should get it. How much? I don't know. But for players like Tevin Jenkins, the entire first half, every snap he gets is valuable. It's more experience at a position. He's not played at this level. Yeah. Larry Boer, I, it, and, and like having Larry Bore right next to him. Like you could pair them in this conversation if you want. But for Tevin Jenkins specifically, this game's important. It's valuable game
1: reps in a live game situation. I think for both Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum, like the whether or not they start Week One is probably determined by this, like this game. I I I think that that's probably what. Don't you Don't you agree with that? Yeah. If they struggle, then I think that maybe they go back to Michael Schofield, Riley Reef. If they knock it out of the park, then I think that they're they're starting. What do
2: you make of Riley Reef? practicing almost exclusively. I would say exclusively as the backup left tackle instead of getting reps at
1: right tackle. I think, I mean, unless there's going to be a sudden shift here where all of a sudden Braxton Jones isn't the starting left tackle, uh, which I would really question, wouldn't you at this point? I think... Again,
2: this is just my opinion. I think they're preparing for the inevitable ups and downs that Braxton Jones is going to experience, whether or not he can get out of those downs fast.
1: Yeah. I I think, well, maybe. but So I look at it more like they're preparing Riley Reef to be the swing tackle. Probably. Yeah. And it's been a while since he's got reps at left tackle. So... Yeah, unless yeah, I it would be very surprising and confuse honestly confusing if after all this Braxton Jones stuff they said nope, no no
2: like I don't think he's going to be, I don't think he's gonna lose his job in this game unless it's horrendous, and he gets banged up a bit, but I think they're preparing for the inevitable rookie wall, whether or not it comes early, late, if it ever. He's still a fifth-round pick playing left tackle in the NFL. There's going to
1: be some ups and downs for him as much as they like him. Well, and you always have to have your backup prepared, right? Gosh. So, you, you know, they got rid of uh, – who they cut the other day? <laughs> the, Davenport they cut the other day. Sean Coleman. <sighs> you want Sean Coleman playing left tackle the for the Rally Reef is going to be your backup. Right. I mean, so – your other option is Larry Borum, yeah, at left yeah. tackle. And I
2: put this in my column for tomorrow. I mean, the words out there. The Bears are still looking at offensive linemen. Hundred percent are looking at offensive linemen. Well, there are certain things come to fruition. Time will tell, but they're they're calling around and looking around. So watch that waiver wire when some of these cuts start coming in after this weekend.
1: A tackle, guard, center, everything, all, all, the, around, above. all
2: the above, all the above.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the case in a number of positions. I, a wide receiver, too. How about cornerback? They are surprisingly light at corner all of a sudden. Very light. There's not a lot of depth there.
2: Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, Kendall Vildor, and then you have Tavon Young, Thomas Graham Jr., guys who haven't practiced in weeks. I know. Then
1: you go to Duke Shelley. It's the same thing at wide receiver. Like when I rank the wide receivers and the two through six guys basically haven't practiced in a couple weeks. It's a problem. And everybody else, you're like, I don't think they're going to make the team. It's like, well, then who the hell is going to play against the 49ers? Five tight ends. (laughs) They don't even have five tight ends. That's the one room that looks like it's set.
2: I have Kyler Gordon down as a player who needs to play better as opposed to his preseason debut in Seattle. Oh, I agree. But again, context needs to be given here. That was his first game after not practicing in a bit. Only had a couple
1: practices before that game. Of course, there were going to be some rough moments. They're also asking him to do a lot. Like If you're truly moving outside and inside as a rookie... That's all you got to know two different positions, and all the different assignments within those coverages. It's pretty complex. I mean, even in a in a defense that's relatively simple compared to what they were running before in the past. It's that's that's asking a lot from a rookie.
2: As far as fields, well, number one, you want to see him get out of this game as clean as possible. But you want more completions like the 19-yarder to Cole or some of the play passes that we know are installed in this offense are utilized. He feels comfortable. You want to see him step up in the pocket, deliver strikes down the field. You want to see him get to his checkdowns quickly. You want to see a rhythm. You want to see a quarterback who's comfortable. And there will be some snaps where it doesn't look like it. That's my prediction. But he needs to deliver like one down-the-field shot like of 20-plus yards. I think would be a great confidence booster for this offense. I know he's had one, right? Wasn't that Darnell Mooney one?
1: 20 plus yeah, yards. Yeah, he's had a so, couple. Yeah. Um yes. you know, a couple big plays to commit last week that you like. Um But look, I I'll say there's a couple things I want to talk about with Tuesday's practice. So a couple days ago. Uh first of all, for For them to say that we're doing a mock game week and then to have the pads on and be that damn physical. You you and I were sitting there watching this. I loved it. I can't expect that to be the norm every week during the season. I think that that is more likely, hey, we're just coming right off a training camp. We're still in the preseason. We got 80 guys on the roster. Yeah. But, you know... I don't think it's a bad idea to have pads on on Wednesdays and get after it a little bit during the season. I think you got to be smart about it. But the th- the thing I said to you, I think I turned you in practice that day. and was like, the days of babying these guys are over. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I, 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 there'll be a point where come November where practices are lighter just because they, they always offer teams. You have too many injuries. Too many bumps and bruises. You have to get these guys to Sunday. Veteran days, a lot of walkthroughs. That's just how practices evolve throughout the season. There's just less contact. But right now, with Matt Eberflus using the words identity, like establishing that identity, the way we want to play football, that's part of it on Tuesday. They want to be physical. They want to be aggressive. And this applies to both sides of the ball. So I love that practice in terms of Matty Brief was trying to get that identity going, knowing that he's going to have lighter practices this week.
1: Yeah, I, that was that, – <laughs> there were times where we were like, are they going live right now or – what was that? No, no one only, was going
2: to the ground, or at least not intentionally.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Guys were going to the ground. It was like yes. really it – was, it was thud, but it was hard thud. Roquan Smith had one of those yes. right off the bat. Apparently, we're not supposed to talk about that anymore. I don't know.
2: I'm interested in terms of, like, this is our first glimpse of him back after his olden. Yeah. Like, how angry. Like, what does an angry Roquan Smith look like? I know we talked about this in the past podcast, but this is the game. This is the start. Even if it's five or six snaps, because, again, I don't think he's getting many. I want to see that tenacity. It's going to be there in the first snap. You know that.
1: I'd give him a couple series just because this is a new defense for him. He's got to work out some of the kinks. See, I think he'll be on a, like a 10-snap
3: limit,
2: something sure. like that. That's Montgomery fine. might be like five. He might get two
1: carries and a opportunity to pass block. That's about it. I'll tell you what, though. If Montgomery's only getting five snaps, Khalil Herbert and Tristan Ebner, we haven't seen them practicing. Darrington Evans and Demontre Tuggle are going to get a lot of playing time oh, in this yeah. game. Yeah. I think Evans is on the roster, by the way. Interesting. So, four running backs then? Mm-hmm. Technically five if you include the fullback.
2: Yeah. It's
1: going to be a running first
2: team, Adam Hogue.
1: I think one of those two fullbacks are definitely on the You're gonna team. And the You're going to need more. Other ones on the full practice squad.
2: And if you look at Ebner and Evans, though, they could play in special teams in half.
1: Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert's had kind of a rough preseason. Not always practicing, struggle in pass protection a little bit, still hasn't really proven he can catch the ball. I mean you handle the ball on a run play it seems still seems like pretty pretty good, but there's other things yeah. you gotta do. Yeah. We were asked to
2: give fantasy predictions or, or fantasy developments from training camp. And the one that I submitted, check this out on the athletic dot com right now, is the it's gonna be a running back by committee, but to your point, I'm not questioning what I decided to to, to input. But David Montgomery has been saved for a, se- for a reason. And you're almost wondering if they're wondering if they need more from Khalil Herbert. But then you have Ebner and Evans coming in. I'm interested to see what this backfield rotation looks like. Because you just look at the 49ers. They rotate guys in and out.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Don't the Packers have one of the best backfields in, in the NFL?
1: Yeah, but it's still mostly the Aaron Jones show. Yeah. But yeah. They
2: drafted, drafted the guy in the first round last year, did they not? Like two years ago?
1: I think it was the second round. Second round? Yeah. The kid from uh Boston College who took the head off a mascot this summer. Did you see that? What's that? Um AJ Dillon, the guy yeah, with the, the giant quads. <laughs> That's what I was about to say the guy with the big yeah. guys. No, the second round pick in uh, twenty twenty. And uh he was at a, some minor league game in Wisconsin, I think. And oh, had, he yeah, went head-to-head head against the mascot like they yeah, lined up against like a, each like other. Like an o- Oklahoma drill, yeah. And he just popped them, <laughs> and the mascot's head flew off. <laughs> so,
2: so, I mean, I hope the guy that, was okay. That reminds me of which mascot was at the Pro Bowl that got slammed by Jamal Adams. You remember that in the sideline? I don't like, know. If, like the guy was oh, concussed.
1: Oh yeah. And the, there was the um, the guy with the the uh, boom mic thing a couple weeks ago at the Bears game. They got taken out. Oh, he's in bad
2: shape, by the way. Really? It, yeah. It's not my story to tell, but talk to Pat Finley about that.
1: Like how bad? Like bro- just broken
2: bone or worse than that? Like his leg is messed up, beyond messed up.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Well, prayers and
2: out to that guy. Yes, yeah. And that was not his full-time job either.
1: Oh, man. So Car- Mark Carman told some story on the post game about how he got asked by somebody in the middle of the week, hey, do you have anybody who could do that job? And he, the guy he had in mind, couldn't follow through. So Carm was taking the blame for that, because huh. otherwise I don't think that guy would have been standing there in that position. No, no, It's crazy. No,
2: not my story to tell. Maybe Pat Finley could be a
1: guest on here or Hellas Intrigue. But okay, interesting. Well, I hope I really hope he's okay. Same That's, here. He looked bad. He looked bad in the moment. So it's he's dangerous down there. Yeah, it is. I've been. I've almost, I'm. I'm actually surprised. The six years I did sidelines in Northwestern, I never got taken out. Yeah. Where are uh, you at on the sidelines at Carmel?
2: Or, are mean, you in the booth? You're in the booth, or you're on the side? No, no. I'm on the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. Have you right had to there. jump?
1: Have you had to jump over collisions coming your way? Uh, I had one play last year where my shoe got taken off. Okay. Like somehow somehow it was a diving catch on the sideline. We caught the ball. And um, I jumped up to, like, basically jump over him. And then somehow only my shoe got taken off, and my shoe flew 15 yards. Wow. Yeah.
2: And how many times are you reminding your players to get back? Oh, all the time. Yeah.
1: Well, technically, it's a penalty if they're too too close. So, yeah, that's a constant. And and for us, too, as coaches, we need a get-back guy. Maybe you can come out and be our get-back coach. (laughs) I I don't know. Jay try Matt, to hold J Mac.
2: Try to hold a him lot back. Bigger than me. <laughs> Good Why luck with that. Tackle him. <laughs> you could not tackle J Mac. Ankles.
1: Go for the ankles. ankles. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else from this game? Saturday? No. Oh, I, oh the other thing I was going to point yeah. out from Tuesday, though, just let's go back to Justin Fields for a second. Like, that was not a great day for Justin Fields. There were some passes, some foul balls, even that short one that went off Darnell Mooney's hands. Like, yeah, you got to catch the ball. You're an NFL wide receiver, but it was not in a good position. When high. you're 10 yards away from the guy and you're throwing the ball 90 miles an hour, like, you got to have some touch. Yeah,
2: he seemed surprised by it too, Mooney, that it came his way. There
1: was someone oh, open it, on the other side. Yeah, that was the other the play where we, we we saw the mismatch pre snap. Yeah. Cole Komet was against a linebacker. They should have been able to like kill Thomas. Was it Joe or was it Matt Adams?
2: One of them. Well, regardless, it,
1: we're sitting there pre-snapper going, Oh, mismatch. And then Justin never even looked that way, which we don't know what his reads and keys are in that situation. So, you know, maybe he did the right thing for all we know, based on what the coaches want him to do. But yeah, it just look, there's, there's continuing to be some ups and downs here and that's fine. I think overwhelmingly, I don't want to say overwhelming, mostly positive in I would say in training camp in the preseason from the quarterback. But you want to see that continue Thursday night, especially I'm fr- sorry, Saturday night with uh a lot of snaps. All right. Success and rhythm. a Rhythm into success. There you go. Rhythm would be nice. Rhythm is something. You said when's the last time we saw the starters playing a preseason game, like a whole half. When's the last time we saw rhythm on offense? Yeah. Mark Trestman. you remember that run of like f- first
2: possession scoring drives? Oh no, I don't remember that. <laughs> I think uh, it was him.
1: Another thing I've tried to it was just was not Matt Nagy push out of my. No, the Bears were the opposite. They could under Nagy. I want to say never it was score. Mark Trestman who had that. Okay, always had a lead. We that spent- would make sense. Cause we they, want to yeah,
2: apologize but, for talking about way too many former play callers on this
3: podcast.
2: I know. I kind of feel bad.
1: It's all right. Here's your Luke Getzi note. I like what he's installing. I do, too. And that's where, like, if you're going to mention the Nagy era, as like a reason why Justin Fields is going to not make it in Chicago. Like... Shouldn't you mention what they're doing now? Like,
2: okay, one more veteran. Like, that's what they tried to do last year behind two long-term starters in this league. Okay, not one long-term, or one long-term starter in $80. That's what they wanted to do last year, Mike Marts. Like, oh, so have them sit yes, behind a veteran. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, last thing we wanted to do is just kind of give a shout-out to, uh, speaking of high school football, all the... Student-athletes out there they are starting their seasons tomorrow night. Good luck to everyone. Uh, I'm excited about it. Some big Matt Loyola's on ESPN yes. on Sunday. Maybe that's cool for time them. time
2: I'll cheer on Loyola.
1: Yeah, I know. As much as I'm an Ignatius guy.
2: That, that's a Catholic League Northwest side joke, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, of, of course. They're, they're the number three team, though, in our state, according to Michael Bryan of the Sun-Times. Mount Carmel with former Bears running back. Jordan Lynch is their head coach, is number one.
1: Mount Carmel plays St. Rita. It's the 100th meeting between the two schools. Is it really this? Nice? Wow. Yeah, at Mount Carmel, which is pretty cool. Both their head coaches are alums of their school, which is cool. Um, My alma mater, St. Ignatius, is legit. You got this five-star defensive lineman, Justin Scott. He's got offers from everywhere. He's you're a not, beast. You're, you're not
2: exaggerating.
1: No. No. I looked him up yesterday.
0: <laughs> He's got like Every, 40 offers. It's insane. I'm not exaggerating.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the first one like that's listed is like Toledo.
1: It's Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Okay. And yeah. then you go down like, oh... You start scrolling down, you're like, oh, there's Miami, there's, there's Michigan, there's, there's USC. Michigan State, <laughs> there's Nebraska, there's Notre Dame, there's Oklahoma, there's USC, Wisconsin.
2: But he's only a junior. I know.
1: I know. Which is crazy, because if you watched them in the playoffs last year, he would have been a sophomore, and he was just like the biggest guy in the line. Yeah. So, 6'5", 3'10", uh, junior. Okay.
2: Michael Bryan... Check out his stuff on the Sun-Times, good friend. Um, what does he have, the man? Number
1: 16. Ignatius? Ignatius. Good. I'll give,
2: I'll give the top ten real quick here.
1: Let's do it. This is just shout-outs to kids that deserve it, man. They're working yes. hard. From They're the Chicago hard.
2: Sun-Times, my guy, Michael Bryant. Number one, Mount Carmel. Number two, Lincoln Way East. Always a good program. Number three, Loyola. Number four, Batavia. Number five, Brook always good. Number six, St. Rita. Number seven, Glenbard West, always good. They run like a 3-3-5 defense. Complete chaos. Number eight, Prairie Ridge. I think they still run the triple option. Number nine, Warren. And number
1: 10, Kankakee. Kankakee state, made it to the state championship last year. Lost to Fenwick. Fenwick must have bu- lost a bunch of guys.
2: I think they did. They graduated a lot of D1 players. Yeah. Probably why they were so good last year. My, my Dons play, uh, they open up with number 19, Willowbrook. Then they got the rivalry matchup against St. Pat's at ND. And then number one, Mount Carmel in week three. Whew, so that's a tough slate. Yeah, they got tough So To, to right? open up again, in the back to back years, but they made a run last year, won the Prep Bowl championship.
1: But they got to survive the first three games this year. All right, it's fun. I'm excited. Tomorrow night, Carmel Antioch should be a fun game. There's just so many unknowns in the first week. You're Good like, luck, yeah. You, you know you you need to get a game under your belt to really you understand. don't
2: really know until you have a real game.
1: Yeah, so you can, and you tend to have some optimism, right? But you know, then you see. Um, so, ah. Uh, all right, we well, should, good we luck should to do uh,
2: weekly segments in high school football. By the way,
1: oh, so you're all for that, but not the college football talk we <laughs> used to do. Yeah, yes.
2: <laughs> yes, Kevin gets his 15 seconds with Northwestern. That's all we need.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'll take the trade. I don't think I would have done that trade a couple years ago, but now I'm down with it. High school football. F- you're wearing your caramel hoodie. I see it. I am. Course Got one more is. one more practice tonight before the real thing tomorrow night. I could have played i we could have played last Friday.
2: Now Thursday nights used to be like the big speech night. What do you mm-hmm. have
1: prepared? Well, I'm not in that position to give a big
2: speech. I'm just not even to your guys. like what do you, how do you break your huddle for uh, the kickoff
1: or kick return to start the game? uh, we vary it. you know sometimes it could just be like you know Carmel special teams other times it might be something a little bit more uh PG-13.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like what Justin Fields did the other day.
1: Oh yeah. 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 We good should match that. We got a, yeah. we got a shirt for that already. Yeah, good times and throwing dimes. That's good. Good times while throwing dimes. New shirt available in the Hogan John's collection from Obvious Shirts by the way. I was okay. down there yesterday, saw Joe and Devin and the crew. It's a good place. We might do a show from there, from the Obvious Shirt Store soon. We're talking about it with them.
2: Oh, I love that idea.
1: Yeah. So uh, go check. If you haven't been down there, you should. It's down by, right by Wrigley. You go, know, it's like a block from Wrigley. It's awesome. Good location. Um, but also, ObviousShirts.com, if you want to check out our collection. Everything's restocked the hats, the t shirts, the hoodies. It's almost hoodie season. I'm wearing one right now. I'm wearing a hoodie, not the Hogan Johns one, but. Um, with the walking bear people love the walking bear so it's all available for you on obvious shirts.com all right well we need to get out of here follow us on twitter at adam Hogue, at adam johns reed johnsy kevin fishbane that story we talked about earlier dan pompey it's all on the athletic the athletic.com slash hogan Johns, where you go to get a good deal to sign up i'm at all chgo.com and shows every day at noon monday through friday Uh, If you want to check us out there, the CHGO YouTube channel. All right, we'll see what the Bears do Saturday night. We'll be back next week to break it down and um, see if the Bears are headed to the Super Bowl by next week. See ya. New Year, same old f***ing Bears.